0: There's people who need prayer. They're in the gym. They're at work. They're in a park. They're on the street, you know, and they're there. And, you know, the Bible says the harvest, (laughs) it's ready, right? It's plentiful. What does it say, Sue? Where's it found? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another Learn by Doing podcast. I am your host, Sue Brooks, and today I have with me Tom Hennefeld. Hey, Tom. What's up? up. Hey, hey, guys. Tom is my brother.
1: Yes.
0: Tom and I have, um, (laughs) there, yeah, yeah. He's, we are, we're siblings, right, Tom?
2: (laughs) That is correct, yes.
0: So, um, and Tom is calling in. You're our first, or I called you, really, but this is a phone call podcast. So this is a first. We're going to see how it goes. But tell us where you live, Tom.
2: So I live in Warrington, Virginia. So I'm not I'm kind of far from you.
0: Yeah, you're pretty far. You're our furthest phone call that we've made.
2: This me. is
1: awesome. I and like that.
0: Yeah, and the first. So Tom and I, um, Tom Henefeld is his name. H-I-N-N-E-F-E-L-D. And like I said, I know how to spell that because that used to be my last name before I met Brian. And Before uh, you
2: turned your back on us. <laughs> he could have taken our name you know that is a thing nowadays
0: it is a thing that was kind of rude of him not to well i know
2: we'll talk about that later
0: yeah we'll have to do that off the air (laughs) um so yeah no tom tom and i grew up we grew up in virginia beach that's where our our, well our parents uh they lived all over the place first because our dad was in the navy but by the time tom and i came around dad was done traveling right tom that is correct, yes. So he used to do, the the most that he did when we were little was shore duty. And just, do you remember cracking up at that? Because the word duty?
2: Yes, I do remember that. And I was, I was thinking the other day when I came home from work, uh, when like Jude runs up and hugs my leg, I remember being that age and hugging dad's leg when he came back. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's pretty pretty neat. that, that uh, I remember that memory because of what my son did. So that's pretty
0: cool so it kind of triggered that memory triggered in yep. a good sense so it's kind of yep. uses it in a negative sense nowadays but yeah dad was cool so um yeah our dad. we're talking about dad what our dad died in 2016 but he's a good dad and our our mom is still here mom was in virginia too so he's good also what
2: I said, she's good also. She's good also, yeah. <laughs> we like her.
0: We like her. We like our family. Uh, Tom yep. and I are yep. the fifth and sixth children. So our, our parents had six kids. And so the I have favorites. five. Yeah, we're the favorites. Because they were too tired to be mad at us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right.
0: That's what I think. So, well, Tom, I've been really excited to have you on our podcast. It would be really cool if we if you could be here. But obviously, you have a job and a family. So you coming to Texas isn't the easiest thing, but this is good. And, um, you have the way you engage in ministry is so amazing. And that's why I want to have a conversation with you and really a lot of, so when a lot of people come to the Oak school of leadership, their goal is vocational ministry for the most part, but we do have several students who that their intent is not to do exclusively ministry inside of the church, but is to do marketplace ministry. And um, so you, you are not in a church as a pastoral role, but you are heavily involved in your church and very much involved in ministry on the work site. So um, why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about what your job is, and then we can go from there and talk about how ministry naturally goes into that. Or if there's other okay. stuff you want to talk about first, you, you, know, you can set up your story better than I can because it's your story. So just feel free to go. Tell us your story.
2: Okay. So I started this, um, this particular job in 2005. So I actually just celebrated my 15 years there last Wednesday. Wow. Um, February 5th, yep. So um, So probably the first seven years of that job, my co work and and remind you i've worked with the same crew the entire time i've had the same same boss same project manager same uh crew of guys we work with the entire time so the first seven years of it they they saw the uh the not christian tom you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so they saw just uh how i was then how i acted and how i reacted and things like that um but then they also saw the last seven years, last seven and a half years, whatever, um, the transformation has taken place. So, and, and to back up, you know, we were raised in a Christian home and we, you know, mom and dad always instilled that into us. But, uh, you know, once, once you're out on your own, there's that transition of making your parents God, your God, you know, where, where it needs to become real to you. And, um, I guess during that process, it just kind of, I decided to do my own thing. So, um, I knew what the truth was. I knew, I knew who Jesus was and, and all that, but, uh, on my own free will choosing not to walk that way. So they got to see, you know, the, when I first started with this company, they saw only oh, up to, you. I'm a steam fitter. That's what I do for a living. So anything to do with, uh, heating and cooling through, uh, boilers and chillers and air handlers, things like that. I saw a uh, commercial, uh, bike is what I do. The last half of this time I've spent with my company, they've, seen the, the change in me you know the um <clears throat> since i've given my life to christ and um actually formed a relationship with them um they've seen that and uh some of it's been accepted well and other other people absolutely hate it you know so uh I've, you want me to tell you what like just different
0: situations maybe yeah no i'm interested okay so it's funny so here you know a lot of times for me i work at a church so anytime you Mm -hmm. hear transformation you think oh obviously everybody's going to love that it's going to be the best so i think maybe the question would be in what ways did they hate it um and maybe you don't even know the reason they hated it but maybe they did express that and then how did they express that they hated it how did you know oh
2: yeah so a lot of it wasn't necessarily um I think it was a spiritual thing. You know, they, they could tell spiritually. So um, I've shared with you before, I've had situations at work where I've gotten um, just, I don't even know the word for it, just bashed for reading my Bible before work. You know, I'll be in my truck, just minding my own business, reading the Bible. Uh, the very first time this happened, I was in a parking lot reading my Bible, and the uh, this was before I was a foreman. But the, oh, hold on uh, a second.
0: Can I interrupt? Okay. Because when you're in yeah. the parking lot reading the Bible, it's because you got to work er, really early. You're not even on the clock yet. You're just there right. early. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah.
2: I usually get to like an hour or so early. Yeah, that's a lot that's like with dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: okay, so yeah, tell us. I just wanted, okay, so, I just wanted to clarify that that's yeah, you. That yeah. is how intentional you are about your time with the Lord. You get to work an hour. Did you say an hour, hour and a half early?
2: At least, at least, yeah.
0: Yeah okay
2: to read so, so you're just in the um, dark
0: you're in the dark right <laughs> reading oh, yeah, the bible I got, yeah, I
2: got the lights of the truck on so i can read right right <laughs> so the uh the the main guy on the shop the main foreman pulls up and uh he could tell what i was reading well he could tell i was reading not what i was reading but so we we get inside the building there's a whole crew it. It was maybe 20 or 30 guys and he says uh he waited till we were all there he goes so what was that you're reading in the truck I so I was just reading my Bible, you know, and I try to, you know, tell him I try to read it every morning. He's like, "Oh, your Bible," you know, just completely just bashing me the whole time, and he's talking about, you know, your God, this, your God, that, and um, so I just, as politely as I could, you know, just uh, tried to brag about God, tried to say what He did for me, and and just left it at that. I wasn't gonna feed into his argument, you know. So uh, this is pretty wild. So I go into this room to work. And, uh, this biker guy that just got out of prison, he, who works with really nice guy. He comes in and I just met him like a few weeks prior to that. And he comes in, doesn't say a word and closes the door. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is about to get so bad. (laughs) Like he's mad. So, um, but he walks up to me, does not say a word. And he just gets like face to face with me. And he goes, can you tell me more about your God?
0: No way.
2: Yeah. He said, I've never heard anyone talk about the Lord like that. So. And, you know, that wasn't my, you know, that was completely the Lord speaking through me because, you know, you want to, you know, the flesh wants to just argue back, but it's the Lord who's, who keeps us calm and, you know, able to talk normal. So, or at least with me, it is. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking with this guy and this guy's got a, 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 extremely rough past. He was a biker his whole life, um, in the real heavy drugs and, um, he was, Got locked up for a period of time, and when he actually came out of prison, we were the first job he, he got. And he actually had to relearn how to talk and relearn how to do a lot of things because of the damage that was done to him.
0: Oh wow!
2: So, I explained the whole gospel to him, and um, I asked him if he wanted to pray. He said no, and I said, "Okay, well, if you ever if you ever want to, like, let me know, well, I'll pray with you." So, I end up getting him a Bible. I had a Bible in my lunchbox, so I, I just a little like pocket Bible that mm-hmm. I could give away if anyone needed it. So he was so happy I gave him the Bible, and then the, the next morning, he's just grinning ear to ear. I'm thinking like, man, this guy read the Bible. I'm going to ask him about it. So I asked him, and he's like, nope, I didn't read it. And he goes, uh, he goes, I can't read. He goes, my roommate will read to me if I ask him to, but he wasn't home last night. So, but he wanted to read the Bible, so he goes, uh, he goes, I talked to another one of my friends. who said that the children's Bible has pictures in it, so I'm going to get a children's Bible so I can read the Bible. Oh, but he was gosh. so on fire to just hear about God and get more of, of the Lord in him. Wow. That he, he actually went and got a uh, children's Bible so we could look at the pictures and try to figure it out.
0: Oh, my goodness. Micaiah's here yeah. in the background going, wow. <laughs> and so am I. Yeah, and so, I kind of wish I had a box of tissues.
2: <laughs> Man.
0: Okay, keep going. This is yeah. awesome.
2: So, what's cool about that, too, is when he told me he couldn't read, Dad had told me about a Bible that they sell for. Uh, that they'd put in the prisons and I think he said it was at a third grade reading level so I actually did end up ordering him one of those bibles
1: no and I, I gave
2: it to him yeah so I, I don't remember what the name of it was but I remember dad because I was telling the story to dad he, he recommended I get him that that particular bible so
0: <clears throat> that's a cool thing um, to know for even our listeners that they there's a bible that you can get that's a third grade reading level if you find someone who does not know how to read
2: yeah and you'd be wow. surprised there's a lot of adults that can't read yeah <laughs> so they're so smart like they can do anything you know working with guys who can build anything you know and it's uh but when it comes to reading that's just something that they either weren't taught or they didn't go to school long enough to figure it out mm.
0: yeah yeah they probably know so, all the uh, numbers and the engineering part of things
2: exactly yeah uh, i'm
0: so the it's opposite kind of
2: mind-blowing but
0: don't give me a number i will not know what to do with it
2: <laughs> yeah So the the other one that did not have as happy of an ending was I was working at a a hospital where, again, I'd I'd get there early and and read my Bible. And one of the guys I worked with asked me what I was, you know, he's like, you're there pretty early, you know, reading what you're reading, just small talk. I told him I was reading my Bible, and it just infuriated him. And it got to the point where he's telling everyone on the job that uh, he can't believe I read my Bible in the morning. And then it got to the point where we, we could park right in front of the job and just walk right up to where we're working. And he would park off-site and on the street because he couldn't stand being in the same parking lot as me knowing I was reading my Bible.
0: Dude, that so is some just, anger. You know, that's,
2: yeah, he had a lot of stuff going on. Um, so he was somebody that later on, um, he did open up with me and we talked a little bit about the Lord, but it wasn't... Uh, it's almost like he opened up enough just and he wanted to know exactly what I believed. And then that was it, Mm -hmm. you know? But, um, so, I mean, when you, when you understand like the spirits behind all this and when you can see it like that, it's, it's so evident that that's what we're dealing with. You know, if their blinders could just get taken off and see the truth, it'd be a different game.
0: That's a really good perspective too, because I think that a lot of times when someone is is talking to someone about the Lord or just answering questions about their faith, we have to be really careful not to assume someone is a jerk or something for not being okay with our faith, because there is a spiritual aspect to it. And so for the stories you've told me, you are very sensitive to knowing what you know what's going on in the spirit realm of things and so that you're not making judgments about people or if you start to the lord you know prompts you to say hey no there's something deeper going on here
2: right so something i've learned to do and i've done this for probably the last three or four years is every day before i start work i and i'm not gonna say it's a ritual but i I just make sure i do it you know just because i want to make sure i'm covered but i pray and i ask the lord you know lord let, with my eyes, let me see what it is you want me to see. Don't let me see what my flesh sees. Like, I want to see exactly what you're seeing in this person. Same with my ears. You know, every other, every sentence they're cursing your name, but I don't want to hear that garbage. So make me make me deaf to that, but I want to hear what they're really saying. And same with their actions. You know, it's like, I want to, you know, so my, my thing is, I don't want to see what the world sees when a person is acting a certain way. I want to see what they're seeking, what they're looking for. Because if they're acting a certain way, they're looking for something. And and I know what they're looking for, but I pray that God would give me a prophetic message for them to really speak to them, to to break through that, you know? Yeah. That's something every every day, God, let me see what it is that you want me to see. Let me hear it is what you want me to hear. So I I think that's why I'm able to not get angry at people because I, it's almost like when they're talking, I'll get sad. <laughs> I'm like, he mm. loves you, man, like so much, and he really wants you to know that.
0: Yeah, I wish people could see you right now. Which this was a video chat. Because let me just let me just explain Tom to you, listeners. Tom, Tom, how tall are you? Six,
2: six. like six foot or six one? If I. I'm
0: lucky. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you got a good night's sleep, you're six one. Yeah. your back stretched out a little bit, and you're and yeah. Tom is Tom's a strong guy. Oh, tell like you did used to do strongman competition. Am I calling yep. it the right so thing? I,
2: yeah, you are. I competed in strongman for ten years. So, so. and I think
0: we need to clarify because some people, when they think of strongman, they think of the body tans and the speedo, but that's not what you did. Tell us what yeah, you no, did.
2: No, I <laughs> was far from a Speedo. That was not me. <laughs> was, no, so we just, uh, so pretty much the same thing you'd see on TV, like World's Strongest Man.
0: Lifting we, really we heavy, ridiculous things, like that no one else in the world could lift?
2: Yes. That's what we did. So Atlas we, um, Stones? I did it. I did it. Yep. Atlas Stones and flipping tires and um, log presses and deadlifts. And, um, I never competed at a professional level. I just did the amateur level. Um, but I did, I had so much fun with that. And you know, there's a cool testimony in that too. If you have time, I'll tell you. Oh, of course. Um, Yes. So dad and I were at this, um, powerlifting comp. So I did strongman, but in between the strongman competitions, I would do powerlifting meets just to stay busy. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if dad ever shared the story with you. This was wild. Dad was laughing so hard at this. (laughs) So this was kind of around the transition time with me. Um,
0: like in your faith. Coming back. Yeah, to the Lord. Yeah, with okay. my
2: faith, yes. So, me and this guy, this is a funny story. So, me and this guy were in a tiebreaker and it was a deadlift. Um, whoever could deadlift the most would win the tiebreaker and then they get first place. Um, well, I had a real bad hernia from my belly button up to a couple inches below my chest. So, beforehand, dad was wrapping me up real tight with bandages and uh, different wraps and things to keep my hernia in. And, um, This guy came up He was just a normal-looking guy, Um, but he had on, whenever you do the competitions, you get a a competitor's Mm T-shirt. So he had on the competitor's T-shirt, and me and Dad are sitting on a bench waiting for my turn. And this guy came over, and he says, hey, man, this stuff can be pretty dangerous. Do you mind if I pray for you? And I kind of looked at him, and Dad looked at me, and I said, yeah, man, you can pray. So he prays for me, and as soon as he says amen, I open my eyes, and the dude is gone. No way. Did that or did Dad ever tell you that? No. So Dad starts laughing like so I don't know, you, I don't know if that was an angel or, or Maybe the guy was just quick on his feet and he left. <laughs> but but dad was like laughing like he knew and I you could tell he was so happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, so, did Dad see him? Oh yeah. Okay. Dad was sitting right so Dad was wrapping me up. Oh, he's in belt. the
0: middle of wrapping you up. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and the guy said, uh, well, he had, just, he had just finished, and we sat down on the bench.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
2: So, um, so this is the funny part of the story. I ended up losing the uh, deadlift competition, which I was fine with, but I lost it to a guy who shaved his legs, and that's what really ticked me off. <laughs> it was like, I was like, he had shaved legs, and I was so mad that that's what I lost to so I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's podcast material or not. Whatever. That's saying. how
0: you felt. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're the kind of guy who wouldn't do that to himself. And you just didn't like that. Another guy who would one, <laughs> the competition.
1: Yeah.
0: So, oh man. So what, so, when you, when dad was I, laughing, was it, was it like um a joy, not like something's yeah, hilarious, but like, a joy? Was, no,
2: no. It was like, it was like a thank you. Like, yes. Like I'm um, so, that was, um, that was the first time ever that, um, anything like that had ever happened to me that I can remember like right now while you and I are talking. Mm-hmm. So not, not long after that, it was, I remember it was in the month of October, I was getting ready to do another powerlifting meet and I'm driving home from work and I see this reference, like, uh, like the words, you know, I see uh, first Timothy four, eight, like I could actually see it in front of me. Like an like, open vision that... almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't exactly. actually so written like, somewhere.
0: Yeah. Mean. You actually just saw it in front of you
2: out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And, I, yeah, and I, I wasn't reading my Bible or anything at the time. So it's not like it's something I just read and it would be fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, like, I wonder what that means. Like, I wonder what that says. And I was like, well, maybe I should go home and look it up. Mm-hmm. So I go home and I look it up. And the verse is, for physical training is of some value, but Godliness has value for all things. What? And I was like, I wonder if I'm supposed to stop doing strong, man. Because, like, nothing I was doing was glorifying God. You know what I mean? I was not using my talents to glorify him at all. And I was, I was thinking like, you know, physical strength pops little, you know, but godliness is forever. I was mm-hmm. like, I wonder if I'm supposed to end this. And, um, so when I did that meet in October, I completely bombed it. And I'd never done that before. I'd always done very well in my meets. And, uh, I was like, all right, God, I think this is, uh, that was confirmation that I need to be done. So, uh, that was the end of, all of my weightlifting and strongman competitions and not at all that there's anything wrong with those things, but mm-hmm. I wasn't using it to glorify God. And I was, I was definitely um, letting it consume my life.
0: Oh, I don't know that <laughs> I, I realized that because you, well, you That's kept not, up weight training and, and stuff like that, right? You just weren't oh, doing it.
2: Yeah, work- so I, I really enjoy lifting weights. I still do it um, a few days a week. I just don't do it at that level. Okay. To where, to where I would feel, uh, feel like i wanted to compete again
0: hey isn't there a story though uh, so uh, where you were in a gym one time and a guy dropped an atlas stone on his foot
2: yes that's awesome so we were so yes so okay so that was in october right that when i told you uh i bombed that meat and the lord and i was like all right god you don't want me to do this like i i, I read you loud and clear we're good mm-hmm. so january 1st I get, or maybe it was, maybe it was New Year's Eve, you know, um, I, I get a phone call from this gym up the road and they said they'd got my number from somebody. Um, I don't remember even know who they said they got my number from, but they said that they heard I did strongman. Would I mind putting on a, like uh, a strongman class for New Year's day? It was New Year's Eve. I got the call. They asked if I could do it the very next day, like, uh, just to kick the year off. And I told him I'd call him back and I'm praying. I'm like, God, like, this is really weird because I am i thought you didn't want me to do this. But now I'm getting a call out of the blue. Like these people want me to come and bring my equipment and put on a, like a, a little event for them. And, um, I really felt like God said, if you do it, I'll make sure every heart's been touched. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. So me and my my friend Jared, we, we load up our. Van and, and uh, bring some equipment over there, and we're we're doing the thing. And the whole time, I'm I'm praying while we're doing this, just waiting for an opportunity to even talk about God. You know, just let like, can somebody even say something to to just bring Him up? You know, and it doesn't happen. So we're I'm I'm very discouraged at the end of the thing. We're there for a few hours, and I'm very discouraged that uh, nothing happened. I was like, man, I didn't hear from God. I took a chance. Like I don't even know if I was supposed to do this. So as we're getting ready to clean up this guy says um hey before you put the atlas stones away can i try it one more time so he goes to try it and as he's doing it he passed out like i guess from holding his breath because was really fighting the stone it was heavy so as it was in the air it fell on his chest and then fell on his ankle and um a paramedic that was there he's uh, that was training with us that day he went and touched his ankles like, we got called the uh ambulance his ankles broke so a paramedic was there like an off-duty paramedic mm-hmm. confirmed his ankle was broke and then I was kind of freaked out so I didn't know what to do but my, my buddy Jared on the spot like this guy's good but like, he didn't miss a beat he's like can we pray for you can we pray for mm-hmm. you and the guy was like whatever man do whatever you want so we started praying for him and listen the dude's ankle snapped back like right in front of our eyes and he stood up
1: ah, what?
2: and and and, the, and then the paramedic checked it and he was like i don't even know dude and they just left and like it was completely silent like everyone was just in shock that is the coolest so so we get back in the car and i'm kind of like freaked out so i go back i i I shut the door and i heard god say i told you i would touch everybody's heart in that place oh man and i was like started crying like instantly i'm a crier too for all those people that don't know me
0: Mm mm-hmm
2: I cry on the day. I cry on the daily. On the daily. <laughs> on the daily. <laughs> so that was yeah, that was awesome. You know, that was one of those things too. Where so my son uh, Declan did jujitsu at that school. It was so it was a, a MMA gym and a, a CrossFit gym. So the um, so even during Declan's jujitsu classes, after afterwards, um, people were t- you know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Declan didn't start doing jujitsu there. Until well after this event. It was probably six months later he started taking classes there. And people were still talking about it. So when I'd go in there, people would ask me questions. So I got to share the gospel a lot.
0: Oh, um, wow. Because they had heard the story? Wild.
2: Correct, yes.
0: That's yep. crazy. Like one day God tells you to give something up. And then he gives you a chance to do something with it that's kind of small um, in comparison to what you were doing. And then you literally see a miracle right in front of you. Yes. Face, I can't imagine. Cool. Yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Well, I was just gonna say, you know, and the fact that I brought my friend with me, who, who, by the way, is not a weightlifter or anything at all. Like, he wow, mess, he he does. He's not even into that stuff. But he's my buddy, so he's gonna go. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, and just the fact that he was so on fire for the Lord, like he didn't even miss a beat. He immediately saw opportunity and ran with it. You know, which was good because I probably would have gotten too scared to. Hmm.
0: Well, that oh. was one of the first thing that that's one of the first times that that had happened to you, right? Where you'd witness something like that.
2: Mm. Yes. Yep.
0: Because from the you know things that I that I've heard with you and on in the workplace and then just anywhere, you're really the one who kind of starts stuff like that—the prayer and and seeing miracles. Um, I think I'm recalling a story one time where you prayed for a guy. I don't remember what part of the body was misaligned. But there were guys in the room, and one literally hit the wall because he was so shocked at the healing that took place. He couldn't even handle it, and he had to leave. Am I recalling that correctly?
2: No. Yeah, you're right. So there was a guy we were working with who was – he was an older guy. um, But when he was much younger, he was in a car accident, and they pinned his leg. And so the leg with the pin in it um, could not grow. Somehow or another, it didn't grow because of the the pin that was in there. Mm Mm-hmm. So his leg was uh, shorter. So this is a hilarious story. So back up to like the week before that, I was in a parking lot and I found some anointing oil in the park. Like I kicked it with my foot, and I was like, I "Wonder what this is." Wait,
0: wait, wait! Can so you tell this? Think. There's a story behind that, though. Can you tell because you wanted anointing oil, but you I did, and you prayed yep. for God to. you were like God. I want anointing oil, right? Tell us. Tell us the story. After yeah,
2: you're, so you're done I honking, anointing oil. No, that's my. Uh, I think my kids have the key because oh. I'm outside. Yeah, you hear that? Yes. Yeah, I bet Jude has it. Oh, no. No, exactly. He's walking outside to get something out of the truck.
1: Oh, that's funny. But okay. um,
2: By the way, I have three kids. Declan is my um, one of them, Zachary is the other one, and then Jude is the other one. Yeah. Three boys.
0: Three boys, and they're great. And Jessie's amazing.
2: They're awesome. Oh, my goodness. She's so great. She's awesome.
0: I She's just... really pretty. Yeah. Oh.
2: I I definitely... Did good on that one.
0: Yeah, you did, and I really, I, want, I really wish I had a voice as sweet as Jesse. If you guys could hear Jesse's voice, <laughs> it's one of those real sweet. No, I can't explain it. We would just have to get nah, her on. Not fooling day. you with
2: that. Nah, she's, she's fooling me. You. Yeah, no, she can yell. <laughs> she, can, she, she can, yell re- really loud. <laughs> I told her that too because when we first started dating, she, yeah, real quiet, and then when we I, we got married, she got real loud, and I asked her what happened. <laughs>
0: She's like, I turn up the what? volume. That's all.
2: I know, yeah. So, so back on track. I yes, I wanted some anointing oil, and I I had prayed, you know, just um, hey, I want some anointing oil
0: because and you wanted to pray, pray for people. You just yeah. you wanted the opportunity to pray with anointing oil. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, and there's so many different kinds out there. Like if you look on Amazon, it's like which one do I get?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, do I make it myself?
2: So, <laughs> I know. I looked up the recipe. So I mm-hmm. thought about it. But um so I was walking in a parking lot and I kicked something. I looked down it was anointing oil. So I kept it in my work truck just in case, you know. That like in itself
0: Yeah, that in itself is crazy. That you would just happen <clears throat> who finds anointing oil in a parking lot. I know. If it's, it's not awesome. unless it's a Christian bookstore. But that's not so where not you were.
2: It was not a Christian no. bookstore. <laughs> okay. So we're talking and there's a lot of people in there who um so in this building we're working and we have to have escorts so for like with a, a security clearance mm-hmm. so we have one clearance but in order to get into the other parts of the building they have that you have to have a higher clearance so we have these these group of people that have to be with us everywhere we go so um and they're very nice people um so we're talking but they are not about god like they're not about miracles they're not about any of that stuff but they're very nice very kind people so one of the guys i'm working with uh, he, he was a Christian and he, well, I, I think he, I think he was raised Christian, but he was not living at all. Like one. so he, he knew God, he, he knew the truth. He just wasn't, um, living that way. But anyway, we are talking and he goes, uh, we're talking about prayer, prayer and, um, God answering prayers and things like that. And he goes, do you think God could fix my leg? And as soon as he said that, I started sweating bullets. And I had to run straight to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like, like, and I was, I was, I was in the bathroom and I'm like, I'm sweating so hard and I'm praying. And I was like, God, like, this guy just asked for something serious. So if I do, like, if if we do this, I I need you to come through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, this is like, this is intense. So there's another, again, these people are so nice that I'm working with, but, but they're not believers. So one of the guys there was a, uh he was like all sorts of different, he, he believed all sorts of different religions, mm-hmm. except for Christianity. But anything that was out there, he believed in it but Christianity. He even did uh, um, like these crystals with power in them with some Hindu scriptures. He said you read these Hindu scriptures, the crystal. It was, it was real crazy, the stuff he was in. I thought it was crazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so anyways, I really felt like God said, you pray for him, have that guy hold his feet. Because I don't even want you touching his feet. I don't want anyone to even be like, Tom did that. So have have the, the guy hold his feet, and you just pray for him and watch what I do. I was like, okay. So I go back, and I was like, all right, man. So I get the anointing oil, which I put way too much on him. It was like, I didn't know how much to put on.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: I thought I had just like a little dot, but it was not a little dot. <laughs> it was all over his head. So... And, like, and I was so nervous, and, like, my finger slipped across his forehead. It was, it was a mess.
0: Didn't you almost so, poke him in the eye because your finger slipped? Yes.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep, that's the same guy. Yep. So this is, it's like, God can work with that. Isn't that awesome?
0: Yes, for sure. So,
2: so I'm at the guy's shoulders. I'm like, And he's sitting down. And, and the other guy, his name's Bruce. Bruce was holding his feet. And we prayed for him, and the guy's leg popped, like, just came out. So that's the guy that jumped back. So Bruce jumped back and he's like, whatever that is, I need that. And I was like, well, let's pray right now. So um, he prayed and he asked to receive the Holy Spirit. And he, he even went as far as saying, you know, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to do whatever you want to my body, to my life and everything. So this guy was a big weed smoker. He smoked all the time. And so shortly, so the next day he doesn't come into work. And then he doesn't come like a week goes by and he doesn't come in. So, um, finally he comes back in, he's all swollen. His lips are big, his eyes are almost shut. He's like, man, like I've been swollen every day. Like, I don't know if my wife changed the laundry detergent or what's going on. And, um, he and I got to talking and, and it was after we, he gave God permission to do whatever he wanted with his body. And I asked him, I said, do you think God doesn't want you to smoke pot anymore? And maybe he's making you allergic to it every time you smoke. And um, sure enough, that's what it was. It was like when he wasn't smoking pot, he wouldn't get swollen. So i had never heard of anything like that before.
0: That's insane. That's even yeah, neat that you so that would even pretty... think to ask him that question.
2: Yep, but it was one of those things. He, he willingly said, God, you know, whatever you want to do in my life, do it. So
0: Nice. <clears throat> so this is the guy who was holding the feet.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah. God was very. I feel like God was very specific. Like, don't even touch the guy's feet. Yeah. Don't even be near him. Don't even. Don't even.
0: Well, especially oh, with like, the okay. leg growing out thing, there's a lot of times people will say that's like a con con artist thing because there's a trick you yep. can play. So yeah, you couldn't have even said that. Um, what about the guy who was who was healed? Did he have any kind of reaction?
2: Oh, he was dancing. It, he was. Oh yeah, he was like two stepping and everything. He was. He was having a blast. <laughs>
1: cool. He was
2: so happy. Cause he had been that way since you know so i think he said the accident happened when he was like a, a early teenager
1: mm-hmm.
2: so and he was he was a grown adult so i mean he'd spent the majority of his life like that you know with the legs shorter than the other
0: and this um, is like you're at work right
2: yeah i was in the basement of homeland security when this happened
0: hello the things that are happening in homeland security because yep. a believer's there Willing to hear the Lord, Tom. I'll tell you another.
2: I'll tell you another cool one. There was a lady in there. I'm not. I'm not going to say her name. Okay. Um, but she said this was after that happened. This was like she saw that and she goes, "Can you pray for me?" I said, "Absolutely." She goes, "I just don't want to tell you what it is." I said, "Okay." So we just prayed, and um, maybe a couple months later, we we still work together every day. She said, "Uh, I want to tell you what it is I wanted prayer for because God, God fixed it." I was like, "Okay." So she told me she's been addicted to porn since she was 14 years old. She said, every, and she's in her 50s. She said, every day since I've been 14, I've I've watched porn or looked at porn. And she goes, and that's where I prayed for it. I haven't had the desire, and I haven't looked at it since she prayed with me. Oh, man. Wow. So was, yeah, like, awesome. Just from, you know, just from asking God. Just, you know. Yeah. Well, you would have never thought this lady struggled with that. Like, it was, she never gave that, uh vibe about her mm-hmm. at all
0: man you've seen the coolest things tom yeah so the, that that was neat. yeah you can share whatever else you want to share you can we definitely have time
2: if you okay. but um, but yeah go ahead no i have time i'm just trying to think of what is uh like god's cool so i mean pretty much anything he does is awesome right um so we talked about my wife a little bit so we could we could go back and talk about how that was spoken in my life. Yes, because um, we
0: kind of left it hanging so, as she got louder. So let's go back.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, so she's loud. because
0: so, we love her. So
2: I I know. So um, me and Jesse both brought a child into the marriage, and then we have a child together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it was her and Zachary, and me and Declan, and then we got pregnant with Jude together. So Declan's biological mother left before he was one,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and. Um, that was a really rough time that was like it just happened so fast um I've, all the signs were there but just just her leaving. i mean when when i say she was gone she was literally gone yeah there was no uh talk it out or uh or even help out with child care or anything it was just, she's gone so mom and dad would watch me and mom or so i live just a mile or so from mom and dad so what I would do is Sunday night, bring Declan to mom and dad's house. He'd stay the night. And then, uh, Monday after work, I'd go get Declan. We'd go to my house, do dinner, take a bath, go back to mom and dad's. He'd stay the night. And you know, it, that was the cycle. Mm-hmm. So one of the days I got home from work and I, I just didn't have time to go make dinner at home. So we went to Cracker Barrel and we walk into Cracker Barrel. We sit down, we eat. Declan's little. He's, uh, he might be a year old at the time, regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the waiter at the end of the meal, and and I didn't really talk to the waiter about anything at all. Just, you know, he, he asked us for our order and that was it. So anyways, at the end of the uh, meal, he asked me, uh, what's my son's name? I said, his name is Declan. He's like, man. That's cool. What does it mean? I said, it means full of goodness, a man of prayer. And he was like, I knew it. As soon as you walked in, I knew it. God told me to tell you something. As soon as you walked in and he's like, and we're brothers. And I was like, actually we're not. I was, <laughs> I was like, That was one of the first things I said. Actually, we're not. He goes, he goes, goes, listen, man, he goes, God told me, and now he had no idea what I was going through. We didn't talk about anything. You're just eating your food. God told me he's going to bless you with an amazing woman to be your wife. And she's going to be an even more amazing mother to your son. And I was like, this guy just read my mail and he has no idea who I am. You know? So I kind of had that in the back of my head. And, uh, maybe a few months after that is when I met Jeff. Wow. And, um, yeah. So it was like, like God knows, like, it's just great. You know, if, uh, and the, and that he had the courage to tell me that is, is awesome.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Like if he was, if he was wrong, that would have been really wrong. That would (laughs) have been, that would have been way off, you know?
0: Yeah. Did you ever get the chance to find him later and tell him? Nope. No,
2: nope. But oh. I remember he was so excited about being an usher because he told me he was an usher at his church and he couldn't wait till Sunday because he got to usher. That when I started serving, when I came back to the Lord, that was the first thing I did. I was like, "Well, this guy was an usher. I'm gonna be a usher." <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of that was my motivation for real. You know? Was, oh wow. Uh, yeah.
0: I didn't. I don't think I knew that. That's really neat. Well, it's it's yeah. it's neat too because this guy doesn't doesn't know that. Yeah, that word came to fruition. And there's so much that even we do, or we we feel the Lord tell us to do, and we don't know. We just don't know the end of the story. Our job is to just plant the seed or or maybe come along and water it a little bit along the way. We don't know what step we're playing or what role we're playing in someone's lives.
2: So uh, so um, one with Jude. So so Jesse and I get married. So this is how awesome my life is, on top of being extremely pretty. We have money saved for to get married, you know, uh, for like a wedding. And, uh, so we, you know, we're engaged now we're planning a wedding and she's just like, you know, I'd rather adopt Declan than have, uh, a, a wedding. So can we just elope? Can we just go to the courthouse, get married and then use that money for the adoption? Because that was more important Aww. to her than a nice wedding. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so, so she's great. amazing. Yes.
2: So, so then, she, then we wanted a child of, you know, together between the two of us. So we tried to get pregnant for a while. I don't know if you knew all that.
1: Mm-hmm. You might
2: have. You, I think I think you knew that. So we were trying to get pregnant forever, and it was, um, it was, it was. Uh, you know, she'd be so sad every month when she finds out she's not pregnant. It was just, it was so just sad for me to see her going through that. And then, um, you know, I was sad also because we wanted this child together, and she had been checked and and things were good on her end. And then she asked me, she's like. Can you go get checked to see if anything's wrong I said I already have a kid like i'm I'm good so so finally, I'm like, all right, I'll go get checked just to check this box. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so i go- I go to the doctor and um I have to do a a a test and everything he says, and he checked me and he says that there was like a a a tube that had been broken or something like he he did a physical on me so now, I'm totally, like, and it could have been from lifting weights or from something else or whatever.
0: Yeah, so it was like an injury, was, maybe an injury or something.
2: Yes, yes. So that was on a Friday. So I was there when they did the test. I saw the results. It was zero. Like, there's was nothing. Um, so that Sunday, we get prayed for at church. We go up to the altar to get prayed for. And I went back to the the, uh, the doctor that week. And I went from zero to 154 million, and we were pregnant that month after being prayed over.
0: Oh man, Tom! Tom. Gee,
2: I know, right? Isn't it awesome?
0: Yes, it's so cool. You have you have like hundreds and hundreds of stories like this. It's the neatest thing. Yes, lots of them. Yeah, and you're yeah. So okay, so you work. I mean, here's the deal. This stuff is just happening, um, and you're not credentialed like you know you don't work in a church you're you're a person who is doing what the lord has told him to do so you're going to work you, what how many hours a week do you think you do Six, uh, 60 40,
2: 40 anywhere between 40 like how many hours a week do i work yeah anywhere from 40 to 60 anywhere yeah. in between that mark
0: okay so you do 40, so you do 40 to 60 hours of work and you have and then you spend a lot of time i know you spend a lot of time um, with activities with your you know your wife and kids
2: kids yep. and then
0: you volunteer at your church yep you're active in your church and um i just i just want to point that out because a lot of times when when people want to go into ministry they think that they kind of have this idea let's just say they want to be a pastor they don't realize that bivocational is a is a thing <laughs> or yep. or they or when they get into church they're wanting they're wanting the people who um are are not working in church to volunteer a lot. And there and there's part of this is there's this you gotta have a sensitivity to the fact that other people have jobs that are outside of the church. You know, what you're doing as Steam Fitter uh and stuff like that, raising a family and then and you also volunteer in the church too. And at one point you were going to to your district, uh, the Potomac district, right? To get your credentialing. Yeah. And I want to hear about that because you have an interesting outcome, which I think is really cool because I think we were both work. You started before me actually on your credentialing work Mm -hmm. Um, and we have different outcomes, but they're the coolest thing because that's just the way things work. God has different people do different things. So I want to hear your story.
2: Yeah. So I had, so my thing was I wanted to tell everyone Jesus loved them, but that's all I knew. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the Bible. I didn't know how to put that into words because mine was an expression, right? Mine, I knew what God did to me. And I knew, uh, no doubt in my mind, but I can't really translate a feeling into words to people like they're just words can't describe it. So that was one of the major things about my credentialing was I just wanted to be knowledgeable and to, uh, to present God correctly. So I, I ended up doing the, um, credentialing classes, um, for the certified and the licensed and, before I took my test, I just really felt like the, my work is my ministry. Like the classes were good. Uh, but to actually be credentialed was not a necessity. And I don't remember if you, if you remember me telling you about the birthday party I was at. So Declan got invited to a birthday party from one of the kids on his football team. It was a last minute invitation and we go and I'm outside on the deck talking to the dad and this guy came outside i couldn't even see him because it was so dark it was just really dark and he started asking me about my tattoos and i'm like this guy can't even see my tattoos because it's so dark outside Mm -hmm. and he goes uh so i have a few tattoos that have meaning to me to just about god you know so he says the same reason you have tattoos is the same reason i don't have tattoos to glorify god and i was like oh okay so and i'm still kind of like how does this guy know i have tattoos you can't see anything it's dark and then, um, so we're talking and we brought up, he brought up the Lord and we're talking and, um, as he goes to leave, he, he turned around, he came back and he says, don't be surprised if what the Lord has called you to do doesn't require credentials. And then he just walked inside and I, and that was it. I like, I guess he ended up leaving with his wife and kids after that. But there was like, how did he even know that? What? Yeah. I yeah. I do so remember was, that story. That... Yeah, it was crazy, right? Like, yeah, like okay, <laughs> so so um again that was another one like the Lord gave a guy a word for me and um so that was one of those things like okay well you know I I so my thing is this like in our trade like I get to see people build things create things and it's amazing and I really do see God's hand in everything that we do mm-hmm. and um there's I'll be in rooms with people and it's just overwhelming to think that God is gifted these guys with all the all these things that they can do like they can build anything and it's amazing and it it all represents god um because he gave them those talents so there's really nothing i could think of doing that'd be any more fun than what i'm doing now um so to be able to do that as my ministry is great um so, and I see so many lost people. You know, unfortunately, the the blue collar trade is is full of a lot of unsafe people, unchurched people, and just very angry. I've been in a. We've talked about the guys who had problems with me reading the Bible. I there's things I've heard about the way people treat their kids and treat their wives, and it's just it's heartbreaking to hear those things. But at the same time, God gives us the solution to those. So maybe there's you know that's maybe that's the reason. I am being told this. I had a situation one time, uh, with a guy who I, Jesse and I had gotten into an argument the night before. And I really felt like God wanted me to tell this guy I got argument with my wife. And I'm thinking, well, that's none of his business, but whatever. So I said it to him and he was just, he's like, you argued with your wife. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, sometimes it happens. He's like, I never would have thought. So then he started to tell me issues he had with his wife and it opened up this entire conversation. And the next day he came in, he told me that he was in the bathroom, because well, we're working night shift. He was in the bathroom getting cleaned up, and uh, he said he gave his heart to the Lord and even woke his wife up and asked her to pray with him wow. after the conversation we had. Oh my but it was, all because, it was all because, like, I really felt like God wanted me to tell this guy I got an argument with my wife. Right. So just, <laughs> but that's, but that's, what, that's what opened the door. And, um, and I don't talk to the guy anymore. He ended up changing companies, so I really have no idea how he's doing or what, what his life looks like right now. But I know that there was a conversion at mm-hmm. that time, so hopefully it's still going good. We could talk for hours about stuff.
0: Seriously. Before. Hey, I want to ask you one question because you were talking about how, how people raise their kids too. And um, you can let me know if you want to talk about this or not because we can, you don't have to. But um, I recall one time you telling me about, uh, I don't know if the kid happened to be with you guys and it was like during a lunch hour or something. But one of the dads you were working with, w- one of the guys you were working with who's a dad, actually kind of like nudged his son who was, I don't know if he was 12. I don't know. He seemed really young. It, not at any age is appropriate. But he was like, hey, you want me to get you a prostitute? Because I can make you a man or something
2: like that. That, that, that talk. Yeah. That stuff is always talked about. Um, so that's normal. So I might've been referring to an older, an older guy at work whose father, but still regardless, it's your son. You shouldn't be like that.
0: Oh, I see. Like they work together. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but, but there's lots of guys, you know, who knows if they're just running at the mouth, trying to sound cool. Um, but yeah, lots of, uh, working in the city you know there's lots of prostitutes you see guys who go to the prostitutes in the morning before work or after work whatever so that's unfortunately it's very common yeah not um, yeah. so i've i've got a pretty cool prostitute story
0: yeah i want to hear talk about. i want to hear your pretty cool <laughs> prostitute story words i never so, thought would come out of my mouth to my brother
2: <laughs> so So part of our job is we get a lot of scrap metal. We have scrap copper and things. So uh, what I'll do at the end of the job or just periodically through the job, I'll go to the scrap yard and get money. And then I just divide it amongst the guys evenly. Uh, So we each get an equal cut. So, but what I do before I give everyone the money is I pray over it. You know, God, let this money bless you. Let it glorify you in any way it can. Let it be a blessing to these men's families and their kids. And just, I bless it, you know, just whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, because it's mine to give out, so I'm going to do what I want with it. I'm going to pray over it because I can, mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. So I, I give the guys the money on, I think it was a Friday or something. And then the next week I come in and one of the guys is standing off to the corner and he goes, Hey man, can we talk? I got, I got something I want to talk to you about, but yeah, he goes, so he started the conversation with, I think God wants me to stop seeing prostitutes. And like with the straightest face, I just said, Oh, I think you're right. You know, uh, but I'd really like to hear why you think God wants you to stop seeing them. And he told me, he goes, well, the other day when I got off work, I went to get a a prostitute and he says, and it just, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. He goes, she's very attractive. It just, it didn't happen. And he goes, and that's never how he goes. I've been seeing these girls for years. Like since I was a teenager, I've been getting prostitutes. He goes, I've never had this happen. And he goes, "I, I think God wants me to stop seeing prostitutes. And I was like, well, I'd agree with you. And, uh, he says, I need you to hold me accountable to this. He goes, I've, I've done this on the regular since I was a kid. And I was like, okay. So then I asked him, I said, by chance, did you try to use the money that I gave you on Friday to get the prostitute? He goes, well, yeah, I said, dude, I prayed over that money and asked God that it could not be used for things like that. So yeah. Oh
0: man. Makai and I are like, yes, tell us more. This is the-
2: yeah, no, oh my gosh. Awesome. Tom. So I think that's something too. Like, you know, you and I have talked. Like, I've prayed over. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm a little crazy, but I've prayed over and put anointing oil on slurpees I've bought for people at work. That's
1: right. Let me right. tell you
2: that I bought. Or like, if I if I know I'm gonna swing by the shop and I go get donuts, man, I pray over them and I got my little anointing oil. I will put a little dab on it. You know what? I'm just gonna do what I think is right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's in scripture about anointing donuts and Slurpees, but I'm going to do it. And if, if God honors that, then that's what's up. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't know. But if I'd, you know, I'd rather do that and do nothing than, than find out that it could have had an impact.
0: Yeah, for real. For real. Man, that's super inspiring. That's crazy no. awesome.
2: But um, no, I, That's something that I, I encourage so many people, like, don't think something is too small to pray for. I wanted anointing oil, and I found some in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's uh, and God's your Father. He wants to do. things. He wants you to see Him. He wants He wants to show off to you. You know, yeah. He wants you to to know how much He loves you. Pray for those things.
0: That's good. What What are for some people who are are in marketplace ministry too? Because um, you you know some unique challenges that are there. Uh, now, do you work with? Are there any women on the crew with you, or is it most? Is it all men?
2: It's most so in our trade. It's it's mostly guys. I'll see um, occasionally a female, but it's it's in another trade.
0: Oh, okay, it, I
2: see. Yeah, usually our stuff is really uh, way heavy. Like everything we do is heavy, mm-hmm. so it'd be less. You'd be less likely to find a a girl that does our side of the work. Now there is like a service side a lot less physical where you might find a uh, a female mm-hmm. but it, but for, for me i'm around guys all the
0: time okay well case how about this for for men who are listening um and they can either be married or fathers or singles or whatever what is what is some advice that you would have to them they're believers in the workplace they likely are seeing a lot of the stuff that you are i know like you've worked in you know you're in the dc area a lot of times working do you ever get down to richmond anymore Virginia, Richmond. Okay. But you're DC, Maryland, Bethesda. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're, you're in the city and stuff. Yeah. I I just, I know that even our, we have other brothers who work in Richmond area, you know, Mike and and Jeff, and it's normal for them to see prostitutes too on the street, which, you know, and it's interesting too. I think there's a really good awareness now, now that we know that you know, trafficking, there's such an awareness. And I think I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but Um, before it it was like the prostitutes were looking down on being looked down on. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of them cannot get out of that situation. And, and in fact, they're being trafficked and the guys pursuing them are not helping, you know, that, that trafficking that they're probably being going through. But anyway, okay. So the point of me asking was um, some advice that you would have for anyone listening
2: in regards to the prostitutes,
0: all of it. Yeah, I don't know why I went on that so, tangent. So,
1: I went, well, well, how no, about no, this? Well, Let me...
0: Oh, go ahead.
2: Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, be nice to them. Like, if they're on the street and it's early in the morning, like, they've been treated like crap all night, you know? So, if, if you can be nice to them and even just, like, a nice high with a smile without any other, like, any other motives...
0: Have you had you know, an like, opportunity to do that? Yes. Okay. Cool. I didn't realize yes. that. I mean, I probably should have connected the dots and understand that you probably have had plenty of <laughs> opportunity to do that.
2: Oh yes. Yeah. There are a lot of times. Um, Cause we start so early in the morning. It's still nighttime for a lot of people. Yeah. So they're out in the streets, but um, no, you know, if you can be uh, just any kind of positive male figure, that's not after them. and And a prostitute is not going to be mad. If you say Jesus loves you, have a good night. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like they're not going to, that's not going to make them angry. So if you can just say that to them and just, just keep on going, don't even stop. Like if they want to talk, they'll, they'll keep talking to you. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, that just shows that there's not an alternative motive and it's just, Hey, that guy just said, Jesus loves me and he didn't want anything else. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't have any, um, I've never had a situation where I've, I've, uh, had like long conversation with one that resulted in them leaving prostitution or anything like that. I can't say that, but I I have had the short conversation just to try to be kind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that meant more than you, more than you'd ever know. So, uh, so what about in general?
2: Other advice I would just say, so listen, like I I pray for the Christians in the, in the, in the trades that um, are by themselves because I've, there's been so many times I'll feel so low that it's like, man, I'm just by myself out here. I'm the only believer. Like I can't even share anything with anybody because they don't, they don't understand. Uh, so something encouraging, I'd say is there are other believers, but a lot of them are so shy because it's, they're, they're, they're so rare. So don't be shy. <laughs> like mm. who cares if people think you're weird? I, it's, yeah. I just and, thought, and I just thought of the other. funniest
0: thing. Sorry, but I'm your sister and I can say this, but you've never really had that problem with caring what other people think about you. I know, so, I don't. <laughs> and it was such a good thing. I've always thought like, even, even as a kid, even as growing up, I've always, you. it's just something about you, people just like you. And I think I started to talk about your physical appearance before. And the reason was, cause you can look like you might be a scary guy, Who would rip someone's head off if you looked at him wrong right but you're not that person you cry on the daily
2: (laughs) yeah no yeah so i think that's that's one reason why it's easy for me to have these conversations with people is, is because i don't come across threatening to them because i'm i'm like them maybe in appearance does that make sense
0: yeah yeah
2: okay yeah so i'm not the the shirt and tie you know, clean cut, um, person. It's like, I'm, you know, they, they look at me as one of them and I'm working with them, you know, something I do. So this is something I started doing back when I'd pray, when I started praying for my eyes and my ears and things. Um, I would pray for every guy that I work with. And if I ever hear them say their wife's name at work, I try to remember, I make a note of it in my phone. Or if they say their kid's name, I make a note of it. And, and I pray for them every morning. I pray for, um, by name i pray for them i pray for the the man and if i know their wife's name and children's name i pray for him and i pray like god the same way you've put me in the husband's life i pray that you put someone in his wife's wife's life that would represent you and show them your love and that you'd surround their kids with with other kids that are believers like let's not like let's just surround this entire family to where they can't get away and i, I pray that over all of them and I, and I pray for god to just show me their heart that he shows me that uh what he sees in them not what i do and in doing that, you will, and it's going to sound strange, but you'll just fall madly in love with other men. <laughs> that sounds weird. But, it's, but you will. And you will just be so in love with these guys that when they have problems, like, you feel it. And, mm. and you just, you pray for them differently. And um, it's like, like a brotherhood. It's like they're, they're family. And, uh, like, God, just give me a glimpse of how you feel for them. And, and if you ask that, he'll do it.
0: Man, I'm speechless. Uh, no, I'm speechless. I tried to tell you why I was speechless, but the words aren't there because <laughs>
2: because yeah. I'm So I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a, a couple guys. So this one guy. This is real fresh. This was this was in the past couple months. This guy. He really liked me a lot. And if anyone ever asked him about me, like, hey, do you know Tom? He'd say, oh, that Tommy. He loves Jesus. I like that guy. I will work with him anytime. Like this guy really liked me. And every time we worked together, it was it was great. We had a good time. But this guy lived the wildest life. He was um, not a believer by any means. Um, Lots of drugs, lots of everything, just an extremely rough life. But he heard the gospel numerous times. Like uh, when we worked together, like, and you know, one thing I want to say too is I don't do this in a, uh, I've been able to do this without being like the uh, annoying guy. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, the, like not I'm, being the annoying Christian who harps at people. An, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: no, not at all. Like, there's ways to do this without being that person.
0: Hey, for for the people listening, can you, um, who might be like, well, uh oh, am I the annoying guy? Maybe explain what the annoying guy is versus a more natural so, way to
2: do it. So something I've learned is a non-believer doesn't play by the same set of rules I do. They don't follow the same set of rules. So if I'm gonna tell a guy who's not a Christian you should probably not be sleeping with your girlfriend. He's not going to want to hear that because he doesn't care to him. That's normal. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just normal life. Why would he want to do that when he doesn't even believe who God is? Like, cause in his mind, like it's free game. He can do whatever he wants. He's a man. So instead of being the guy who's like, well, that's sending me to hell. Well, this is sending me to hell. Well, that's sending you to hell. He'd be like, man, you are super talented, man. God has really but, like hooked you up with that. Like, how long did it take you to learn that? Like,
0: like in like a skill or God, something?
2: Like, throw yeah, throw God in there. I mean, like, dude, God has hooked you up. Like, and you can, you can bring the Lord up in those ways, and um, you don't need to tell someone they're doing something wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, if it's another believer, absolutely, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. If you have a if another believer screwing up, you need to let them know and 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 work that stuff out with them. Like, be there for them. But if you have a non-believer, they don't they don't need to hear that. Or they don't want to hear that It's because uh, again they're not playing by the same set of rules mm-hmm. we are
0: yeah
2: and not that it's rules which you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so there yes there's lots of ways and again when you when you are like falling in love with these people and you see that they're headed that way it can be hard not to do those things you know what i mean because you but, want what's best the for them is, yeah yes but the truth is they need jesus and yeah. until they get jesus all that other crud is going to stay there yeah like they need Jesus. That's the, so if you can, if you can show them Christ, that's, that's the number one thing yeah. in my opinion.
0: Well, sh- well yeah, so. but it's true though too. You gotta show them yeah. Christ. <laughs> well, okay. So tell yeah. me about this um, guy. You were, you're yeah, starting to so tell I've,
2: some- I've, I've, I've worked with this guy for a, so long. I mean, probably over 10 years since he, cause he came after I started the company, but, um, so he had heard the gospel numerous times. He'd seen what the Lord did in my life. He even bragged about, man, did you hear Tom talk about this and that? So he knew the truth, but he did not. He never, to my knowledge, he never, uh, gave his life to the Lord. So I, I wake up early for work one morning. I'm, I'm getting ready and I get a text message that he had, that, that guy had passed away the night before. Oh. And more than likely it was him doing some foolish things that caused his death, um, with drugs or whatever. But, uh, but it's like, that's devastating. That is so heartbreaking to know. This is a guy who every day you've prayed for him. So he, so again, this is how first, like, this is how sincere I'm like, I pray for him. I pray for his ex wife. I know his girlfriend's name. And I know both of his kids names.
1: Wow.
2: Like, and they're getting prayed for every day. And then, so, so, and that's not, that's nothing about like, that's not to say, look at me. That's to say like, I want God to touch this entire family from the ex-wife to the girlfriend to him, the kids, you mm-hmm. know, but it's, uh, so when I found out he passed away, that was like, I, I hope in those last moments there was a conversion. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh, but this I know is, he
2: died being foolish.
0: Yeah. And this is what you just found out. This is a more recent thing that happened. Is that what you said earlier?
2: Yeah, this was, uh, just a couple months ago. Wow. But the guy knew the truth. It just—he didn't want to uh, let go. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He didn't want to turn to the Lord. Wow, that's that's been the hardest thing with the with the ministry and the in at work is because there's so much time devoted to these people and, and praying for them. And again, like if you ask the Lord, just give me a glimpse of how you see them. He will do it, and then you can, you can never look at them the same once he's done mm-hmm. that. And to know, like on a Friday when the you know you're leaving work for the weekend, like man, I hope they make it home. I hope they come back Monday. Like, they cannot die right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just especially if you know it's going to be like a rough weekend for them. It's, like, that stuff is, is hard. There's nothing easy about that.
0: You had a, a guy at work. We don't have to say his name just to keep him. Because I, I don't know if you're if you still in contact with him. But it seemed like you were really close. But I think that uh, there's a story of you. God gave you a dream about him. He's called by a nickname at work, but he does have a, a, a name that was given to him when he was born. God gave you his name, his actual name, in a dream. You saw it written out.
2: So I woke up, it was on like a Saturday morning. I woke up, and again, I saw, the same way I'd seen the, the Bible reference, I saw this name. I saw the name spelled out, and then I didn't hear it, but I felt, in the land of the giants, take back what belongs to the Lord. So I texted him and I, I, I typed out his name and then I said, "Well, what I said is, hey, Amen. I think the Lord wanted me to tell you this." And then I wrote his name, first name and last name, in the land of the giants, take back what belongs to the Lord. And all he wrote me back was like, "Dog, are you for real? You spelled my name right. No one ever spells my name right. How did you know that?" And I was like, "The Lord showed me in a vision." Like, <laughs> so. Yeah, and this so was not was,
0: an easy name. Like, this is not like his name was Matt or his name was John.
2: No, he's it, a Middle Eastern guy. It's, uh, yeah, you can barely say it.
0: Yeah, it was a very, I remember, and I don't even remember the name, but I remember when you spelled it for me, I remember thinking, well, I don't even know how you remembered yep. that even after your dream. And But the point was he recognized that your God spoke to you in a dream, something about him very specifically.
2: And it spelled his name correctly. Yeah. yeah. His first name correctly.
0: He took care to spell it right. Man. Yeah. is the best.
2: Yeah. So the same guy, he had a, uh, he came, we had, we had these morning meetings. where We have to do this meeting before you go to work. And after the meeting, he asked me to ask if he could speak with me. And he goes, uh, he was like, Hey man, I need you to do that thing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what's up? He was like, I just need you to do that thing, man. Just do that thing real quick. And I'm like, man, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, man, my face is numb. My blood. Pr- he, his wife checked his blood pressure that morning. He's like, my blood pressure's through the roof. And I pulled on my cell phone and him. You want me to call an ambulance? He's like, no, man. I need to do that thing. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, you want me to pray for you? He's like, yeah, yeah, do that. So <laughs> I, so I, I, so this is this is so cool. This is like in the, on the on the sidewalk in D.C. You know, this is um, in a rough part of D.C. too. This is a this is a bad area. So um, I pray for him. And as I'm praying for him, he starts burping like crazy loud. And I, now I start laughing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, "Man, what are you doing?" He's and he's burping, and I'm like, "Get it!" And I was I was just ragging on him, like, "Come on, man!" So then he's like, every time he burps, he's like, "Hey, man, my chest is feeling better." He's, but he's like, "My face isn't numb anymore." I was like, I was, "Keep burping." I was like, "I think you're being delivered." I was like, "I don't." Know. I was like, "Just keep going." So by the end of it he was completely fine so it was like i said he was cramping real hard in his shoulder his chest was hurting his face was numb and his blood pressure was messed up when his wife checked it in the morning but after we prayed and after all those burping and stuff he was he was completely fine
0: wow and i have heard and i think this is what you're kind of alluding to that sometimes that is actually a manifestation of being delivered of demonic spirits
2: yes Yeah. yeah i've heard that too
0: yeah, I've heard that a couple of times. Actually, you and I talked about that recently, too, because you, you mentioned that story, because yeah. I had mentioned uh, a burping during a prayer, which was like, or a coughing or something during a prayer, which c- came suddenly out of nowhere. Have you had other experiences like that where you know you're coming, where, where you know there's spiritual warfare and there's demonic stuff happening? Um,
2: yeah, one of them was, I was in D.C. also. We're in one of the parks there.
0: And was this work-related or ministry-related? No,
2: this is this is a church trip. With your church, okay. With some, um, yeah, with some young kids, too. So this is, don't let Tom be the chaperone. <laughs> so, so, We can't yeah, wait crazy, to hear. Right? So there's a guy, I gave him a lunch. And then, so afterwards, I said, you mind if I pray for you? He's like, yeah, that's cool. So when I asked that, his partner that was sitting next to him, Got up and left. Like he didn't want any part of that. I was that's fine. So, um, so, and I have a whole group of kids with me, like a lot of kids. So. And
0: what by kids do you mean? Like a youth group or children, like in elementary school or? So
2: it was the, it was a youth group, but I had the youngest set of kids.
0: Okay, like so maybe the kids I was
2: with were probably like sixth grade, fifth got grade, it. sixth grade. Okay. So then this girl, she starts cussing around. She starts smoking pot. I start praying for this guy and as I'm praying for him, he starts like manifesting and starts hurting himself. I'm not going to go into detail what he was doing on right. the thing, but,
1: yeah.
2: but he starts doing some weird stuff. So I'm like, and there's little kids and I'm like, man, they're going to go home and tell the pastor and they're going to tell their moms. Like, <laughs> so I kind of like signal to the, the other chaperone that I was looking like, Hey, get these kids out of here. Cause this is, this is not appropriate right now. So, um, I had up praying with the guy for a long time and, um, at the end of it he was no longer doing those things and he was just kind of like exhausted and mm-hmm. just resting on the bench wow but it was it was a really uh, yeah it was uh, I'd never seen anything like that before really but he 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 started telling me stories about uh his childhood and in doing so it, he started doing things like it was just real real it got real awkward real quick
0: yeah all kind of inappropriate but, uh, for children to be seeing right oh yeah fine
2: for an adult yeah yeah fine for an adult
0: yeah but but still strange
2: yes yes absolutely
0: i know off air you you've given me a little more detail i think it would have been strange for any adult to see that too but it's just so real like these people are all around us everywhere we go there's people who need prayer they're in the gym they're at work they're in a park they're on the street you know and they're there and you know the bible says the harvest it's ready right it's plentiful (laughs) what does it say sue where's it found
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know it's so funny so so i was walking to work the other day in the rain and because where i'm working at right now you got to park and then walk about 10 minutes to the job site sometimes i think god is just being funny or maybe sometimes i'm just not right in the head so i think things are funny when they shouldn't be (laughs) but i'm just pouring down rain and it's like everyone is complaining. I was like, Yes, Lord, water your harvest. <laughs> like <laughs> so So I was like enjoying walking in the rain, like I don't know. I'm just weird sometimes.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. But
2: so so afterwards I was at a, a a church thing last night and one of my buddies said something about the harvest. And I was like, That's so funny you say that because I said something about water or at least you you about watering the harvest. I said, I said that the other day when I was stuck walking in the rain and then you just talked about the harvest.
0: Whoa, that's pretty cool. And it's raining here in Texas today on the day that we're recording this, Tom.
2: It was raining here today, but then it stopped.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. I got a real, I got a real cool one that I shared with you that I think we should talk about. Do it. Just because of how powerful it is. Yes. Um, And about how if the Lord asks you to share something, even if you think it's ridiculous, just share it. Even if you think it's, uh. If it's not relevant to the person you're with, if you get a little nudge from God, like they need to hear this, just do it because it's got, God's got a plan that's going to open up the door. So there was a guy at work who I had met before many, many months ago, and when I first met him, he tried to like, uh, he just wanted to check me. He just wanted oh, to see if I was...
0: got it, got it. He's yeah, checking so, you out?
2: Yeah. All right, all right. So I, I just it. It, I let it be known, like, come on, you know, like, if that's, if that's what's going on, uh-huh. let's do this so <laughs> So, so, I ain't no, scared. you have to understand, though. You have to understand. Like this is, this is. I work in an environment of men. This is normal. This is. There's no hard feelings. Right, right. And any guy that is in this trade will tell you the same thing. So, anyways, he's like, "Man, I got demons on me. I'll, I'll get you." I was like, "Man, I got Jesus on me. Come on." And so he's like, he's like, he just took off. I was like, "That's what I thought." So, <laughs> so, so my first encounter with this guy was he tried to fight me, and he saw somebody's like, got demons on him, right? So I was like, that's cool. So I needed help on the job I was running. So I emailed the shot. I said, oh, I need, I need a, some guys out here to help me. So they said they were going to send him. I was like, this is awesome, right? So, because our first encounter was great. So um, <laughs> he comes to the job, and I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell him the story about the waiter at Cracker Barrel telling me about my wife, you know?
0: Wow, super like,
2: random. Yeah. I was like yeah I was like this guy's like in his early 20s he's not married no kids what kind of relevance does this even have and uh I just like the Lord I was like well just tell him and I'll show you what kind of relevance it has so I tell him the story and he says uh oh so the waiter put a spell on you and I was like no he didn't put a spell on me man he, he had a word of knowledge from God and then he gave me a pro- uh, he prophesied over me he's like No, nah, no that was a spell he goes uh, he goes I do the same thing he goes I I'm a a witch or a wiccan, whatever he does, some witchcraft stuff. And he goes, "I do it for uh, uh, financial blessings. I do it to get girls. I do it to, to instill fear in people." And he's going over all these different spells he does for these to get these things he wants. And he's telling me the pattern about how he lights candles, he says the spell, he blows them out, relights them, placing certain things in between the candles. Like he's into this. Like this is his thing. This is what he does. And he was telling me about having a uh, spirit guide. And all this stuff, so I'm letting them talk. I'm I'm being very polite. I'm listening. And that's something too. Christians need to listen because when people are talking, just listen to what they have to say because Lord will speak to you. I let him finish, and I started talking about Jesus and the gospel. And he had never heard the gospel before. Like he lived, like he's an American. He's never heard the gospel. So I want like that needs to be clear to people. Like not everyone has heard about Jesus.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: Like that's something that people think in america everyone's heard people not everyone's heard about jesus so i share the gospel with them and i'm and i'm, I'm telling them i say listen man we're, you know we're born into sin and i said and the only way to have a relationship with god is through jesus christ and it's, it's because of his shed blood that we can be clean enough to be in the presence of god i said when christ died on the cross he said it is finished i said that was for all our sins um and he looked at me and you could tell he's just in shock he was He goes, I'm going to be real with you, man. He goes, I molested my sister. I forget how old he said he was. He goes, I molested my sister when I was such and such an age, and she was real little. he goes, do you think God can forgive that? I said, when God, when Christ said he was finished, I said, that wasn't just for the liars and the thieves. I said, that was great for the rapists, the murderers, the child molesters. That was for everybody. And he says, well, what do I need to do to get that? And in front of a, a mechanical room, again, like at work, he gave his heart to the Lord. And we prayed right there. Oh, man. Yep. This is something that this is a serious weight. This guy's been carrying for uh, quite a while, you know, since he was young. He told me he was, uh, I forget the word he used. I don't know if he was in some kind of rehabilitation thing or in jail or what, but he was uh, secluded from people. I forget the term he used, but uh, these are real issues people deal with, you know? And then Mm -hmm. it ended up, it ended up that uh, this is another thing for men, you know? He said it all started when his stepfather would show him naked pictures on the phone. Like his stepdad was trying to be like buddy buddy with him when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Hey, man, look at this." He goes, "So my stepdad is showing me these things with girls," and so I thought that's what, like he's now he's really opening. He's he's sad. He's like, "Man, I didn't know any better," Mm -hmm. and um, so then come to find out his dad works at our company, and a couple weeks later, his dad is a service guy. I'm on a job doing an install and he uh he came to service the piece of equipment right next to mine so i got to talk to his dad that oh. yeah it was awesome it was really wow. cool yeah but I... the kid gave his heart to the lord right there and um and just the, you could tell the freedom that he had and you know i still run in this kid all the time oh yeah so yeah i still see him and um oh. he's honest you know i gave him a bible i, I try to keep bibles with me mm-hmm. um just at least one extra or something but uh, it was funny. The Bible I gave him was Jude's Bible because I had Jude's Bible in the truck. Aww,
1: my youngest son's. Yeah. And I was
2: like, hey, "Did you read your Bible?" And he'll he'll be honest. He's like, "Yeah, I did," or he's like, "No, didn't read it." So mm-hmm. he, he's being honest. And uh, but uh, yeah, gave his heart to the Lord right there at work. And um, and it was it was real. It was that was probably the most real experience as far as like uh, someone turned the life around that I've ever experienced. Just yeah. how sincere he was. And just that garbage he'd been holding on to.
0: It's easy when you've been in the faith for a long time, or, you know, you and I were were raised in the faith. And then, of course, yeah, you're right. We have to, we have to choose to serve the Lord on our own. It has to become our own, and so sometimes there's this bumpy transition. But um, it's easy to think that, of course, everybody's been exposed to the gospel, and then sometimes you can become numb to the message. Until you see something like that, where someone he's literally never heard the gospel ever in his life.
2: Never, nope.
0: Oh man, and then just how real it is to him when he realizes, oh, Jesus died so that I don't have to carry around that guilt and that shame from that. Yeah, but I mean, making, um, doing spells and stuff. I mean, he was like an extreme, like, I want to say it sounds like you come as, as across extreme cases, but I think you're probably coming across. Things that are more normal than a lot of people really really understand. This is yep. this yeah. is more common than we know, but we have to get out of ourselves and out of our comfortable places and willing to do what God is telling us to do and open our eyes, like you said, and see them the way He's seeing them, uh, in order to notice it.
2: Oh, absolutely, because if think about if if he would have said that, if he would have confided in someone else about that information like they probably would have wanted to fight him or something you know mm. it's a uh, but the Lord like I said if you ask the Lord, just let me see them how you see them and then there's the compassion and it's uh it's good stuff
0: yeah yeah compassion is a it, yeah I, I can tell you have a lot of it Tom you're you're a major inspiration we're we're man. I hate that we're we're gonna have to do another podcast <laughs> Cause, okay. And also, you're going to have to write a book. No pressure, but just add that to <laughs> your list of to-dos.
2: <laughs> Zero pressure.
0: <laughs> Zero pressure, There's like you're none. not trying to do it. <laughs> you're like, nothing nope, I'm good. Zero
2: pressure, but by uh, 2022, we're going to need that.
0: Right. Completed. Right, yeah, no pressure. But we're going to go <laughs> ahead and transcript out this podcast and send it to a publisher.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, but you know what, though? It's, it's, it's all because of just listening to God. It's all... It's all just, you know, asking God, like, speak to me and let me hear Your voice and let me be aware, let me be sensitive to it. And when You do, like, give me the boldness to to act on it. And it's and it's one of those things too. Like, who cares if you're wrong? If you think you heard God and you step out and ask to pray for somebody or just open up and you're wrong, who cares? Yeah. And chance, you know. And something else I've learned. I remember I prayed for a guy one time who was being kind of smart alecky with me. And he's like, well, why don't you pray for my, because his back was hurting. He's like, why don't you pray for my back? I was like, I'll pray for your back. And I prayed for his back, and he's like, nothing told you. So I walked away to the other side of the building, and I could hear him talking. He's like, man, my back doesn't hurt anymore.
1: <gasps> what? But he would
2: but he would, ne- but he would never tell me that. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? So so even if someone gives you a hard time, and they're like, you know, get out of my face, or that's your way off, they, they could be. If you think you're in from God, you know, go for it. And if they give you a hard time about it, they could be lying just because they don't want to, you know, whatever. But um, that's on them. God wants everyone to know he's thinking about them.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
2: our job just to let them know that. And if they want to receive it, then good. And if not, then we did what we were supposed to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you can rest assured knowing you walked in obedience at least. Yep. Yeah. And he, and wow. Tom, this has been great. I'm so yeah. glad that um, that you got to be on here, that uh, that we got to hear your stories because they're so real and, and great. So yeah, I want you on again, please, sometime we could talk about other stuff because I know you even Absolutely. have cool stories with your family and your kids and stuff they've experienced because they're watching a mom and dad who walk in obedience, then they turn, they, they're becoming like you guys. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So,
2: they're, all right. Yeah, they're cool
0: well thank you so much tom tell everyone i said hey and uh this has that. been good all right i love you bro
2: love you too uh, hey we got to play a game you're supposed to play a game with me
0: oh yeah hey let's play a game do you have an idea yeah do, you do okay go okay. ahead <laughs> what's your idea do me oh i thought you said you had an idea
2: oh no no this is no this is your podcast you're supposed oh. to be ready
0: no, okay <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding. I am ready. I was just yeah. <laughs> I was just being a good hostess. I definitely Get have an a idea.
2: From one to ten. I'm, I'm not agreeing, stalling.
0: Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have an I've idea.
2: Been look- I've been looking forward to the game the whole time.
0: <laughs> no, we're totally going to do a game. And I think, I think it needs to be um, like 80s, 90s. Uh, something to do with being raised in the 80s and 90s. A kid. Or do you okay. want it to be biblical?
2: No, I'll, I'll do whatever. We could 80s, do nineties
0: kid church culture. We could do cartoons, and we can. Um, oh yeah, I've got so many cartoons running through my head right now.
2: What was the first one that popped in yours? Do you want me to tell you the first one that popped in mine? Yes. Bobby's world.
0: Wait, say that again.
2: Bobby's Bob- world.
0: Bobby's. Wait, that rings a bell, on, but I can't.
2: Remember the kid that used to ride the big wheel? The little, he had brown hair.
0: Is it, a cartoon? it a cartoon? Yeah. Oh, man. No, I don't remember. I thought a tailspin.
2: Oh, no, I didn't think of that one.
0: Do you remember tailspin? That
2: was the... Uh, was that O-E-O, the O-E-O,
0: tailspin, the O-E-O, tailspin. And they would ride in a plane. And I think on, they can w- you
2: sing it one more time?
0: Oh, you know I can. O-E-A, O-E-A, it <laughs> O-E-O, it.
2: I think, I, I think I remember.
0: You, now, okay, you have to sing, now you have to sing a song.
2: Crisscross make you wanna. Jump, jump. 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 <laughs>
0: I think I meant a kid's show, but whatever.
2: <laughs> you the other straight. one was, uh, the other one was Hey Dude. The <gasps> ranch show on Nickelodeon. Yes. Because you were totally crushing on that guy. What was his <gasps> name?
0: How did yeah, you know? You
2: Wait. Because I could t- tell. Because because you, you had a poster on your wall and let the whole world know.
0: I didn't have a poster. What?
2: I'm, I'm joking. I just want hey, to think you did.
0: We need to return to this game, <laughs> but I have to interrupt and tell this hilarious story. I think it's so funny. Is when Good. we were little, we'd get sent to our room for fighting with each other, and then suddenly we'd get along. And our rooms are right across the hall from each other. But this one yep. time, we really were in a fight, and you had a poster on the outside of your door, and I had a poster. Oh. <laughs> on the outside of my door yeah
1: and i got mad
0: i know i got mad at you and i ripped your poster a big rip down the middle of your poster and then you came across the hall and you were like i could tell i was gonna you know it's gonna be revenge he's gonna like bust up my poster and you went "Pew!" like the tiniest little rip i think it was a cat poster but you did (laughs) not not It was so little, and it was like
2: ten of my anger.
0: (laughs) It was so. I mean, I still feel bad about that, really bad. Sorry. What kind of poster was yours? I should try to find it.
2: I don't even remember.
0: Eh. Okay. Maybe it was Ninja Turtles. Okay. Might have been. I. I feel like we do need to make a game like a three, two, one. Say the name of a kids' show. But I forgot. I did like Hey Dude. That show was Nickelodeon. Yeah. We have to think of another kid's show and I'm gonna count to three and we have to say what we're thinking. And if it's the if we say the same thing at the same time, then we win. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Salute Doug. your shorts. Oh, I knew you would say Doug at some point. You that said Doug, and I said salute your shorts. We hope that we're entertaining to somebody right now.
2: <laughs> somebody
0: <laughs> all the young people are like this we're tuning out by <laughs> people are now you know, the people our age are really excited about it well some of these things are on disney plus i think tailspin is makai is saying yeah yeah tailspin makai's watched it the whole se- all the seasons no i'm just joking <laughs> okay um do you want to do another one
2: yeah another sure. show
0: oh i gotta think of um i okay ready do you have one?
2: Oh, i got one i got one okay i'll count to three Oh, and no, we, I was going to say, I got, a, I, got, I got a question. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> a show that mom would always watch.
0: <gasps> we could do that. One. I
2: think I know what you're going to say, but the one I'm going to say is different.
0: Yeah. I just confused I, you. Yeah, you did. Just go with your original. I'm going to say my thing original. anyway. One, Go two, with your original. One, two, three. Murder, Murder She, she wrote. wrote. Yes! Boom. All right. So we
2: win our prize.
0: We win our prize because we guess Murder, She Wrote. And we can say, hi, mom.
2: Yeah what's up mom
0: <laughs> what's up moms
2: what's oh, up yeah. mom
0: <laughs> well it's fun growing up with you tom you were a really fun brother i know that we Thank were you. frenemies friends and enemies that's how siblings do isn't it you're but the
2: best sister ever i'm
0: your only sister so
2: <laughs> made, it, made it easy
0: <laughs> It made it so easy <laughs> seriously fun growing up with you and i love that we can have this grown-up conversation too as people who are serving the lord and and want to see other people serving him too. It's been a lot of fun, Tom. You're really great. And yes, I want to have another conversation. Sound good? Oh, Awesome. All right. Love you, bro. Talk to you later. Love you too. Bye. Bye.